river kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 137. Alrighty, so when last we left our hero Caleb, King of Stagthorn, he was... Uh, trudging through some farmer's fields, a victim of a trap in time. Yes. Meanwhile, the real heroes of the kingdom, yep. Michaela and Bryn, have gone out and slain, or gone out and are presently looking into the Wyvern menace. As yep. we know, they are slaying Minosu Shard, the um, mother of Wyvern. The, the mother of Wyvern, the eater of kings, the, the cor- corrupted by the energies of the first world yep. into a great brood mother. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be very, very disgusting for them, but they haven't gotten there yet. They're still hitting... De- they're still presumably scouting the Whiteburn Trail at this point. Elsewhere, back in, in Elk's Rest, um, Christopher Rossi and Leon are left in charge of the defences. Yes. Um, of all things. Yes, because the two of them... Actually, I suspect Rossi could give an account of them. Self-impressed, but um, Leon probably lacks a bit in the adventuring prowess thing, and we do need someone to actually run the country. And if pinched, you can do it with just a treasurer and a counselor, which is what we got. And what is happening here is that there is an army turning up on Elk's Rest's doorstep. Yep. So, as um, basically people have left, yeah, one after another, Rossi and Leon. Uh, here, um, the old Beldame is about running spy work, but has yeah. refused to d- directly be involved in attacking anyone. Because she's um, opposed to fighting her own people, effectively. Functionally. Akora Silverfire is physically here in Stagthorn, but she has pulled out from the council meeting altogether. She claims Desna is speaking to her and she has to prepare for the dreams that will come. Yep. And has given no further explanation than that and has just actively upped and left her post. Yep. Um, now, Rossi is not an idiot. He will have reports on where she is and what she's doing. She has functionally gone to her rooms in the castle. I kind of imagine that what you've actually got here is very much an offshoot that's basically a giant fancy stable for the centaur rooms, yes, but um, they're just not that interested in beds and indoors. And of course, um, one of the things Elk's Rest has is a herd of um, 
horses that receive very excellent care and have their own personal loose boxes, yeah. which they can just voluntarily go into. So we we probably that was an extension of the existing central yeah. area, which has like some nice places to eat and um, yeah, which you, you know sort of of less of a stable and more of a kind of fancy semi outdoor inn type. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining a sort of outdoor, half half outdoor and half stable, where there aren't, you know, there are rooms and doors that shut and yeah. furniture and things like that, but not beds because they yeah. just don't need them. And it's um relatively, yeah, because among other things, the castle also has a kobold warren in, it, in, in the basement yeah. where our um, army of kobolds lives. So it's um definitely not your standard castle. <laughs> okay, so your armies are all ready and organised. When word reaches Christopher Rossi um, that something is happening outside Elk's Rest, um, and he and Leon run up to engage with this, and I, I don't necessarily expect you to play these characters per se so much as play the kingdom. Yeah. Um, I will point out, however, at this stage, um, because it'll be relevant here, uh, your kingdom has hero points. Yeah. Um, which you have somewhere on your sheet. Yes, I've got quite a few of them at this point. Um, people who are actively PCs, like Bryn and Michaela, have their own pile. Yeah. People that are not, like Christopher Rossi, Zamanth, all the um, named named council members who yeah. aren't PCs, have that pile. Oh, lovely. Collectively between them. That's very useful. So that is for... Um, all the upcoming things that you will be doing, yeah. which you as a player know are this army fight. Um, Zamanth, Chief Sootscale, Huxley, and First go off to um, fight, deal with what's happening with the Ice Monument. Yeah. Um, the other army The combat. other army combat, which is Old Hooktongue Rising, um, and Eldest Thorn and Cressel showing up at Lakeview to find a mysterious um, whirlpool. Yep. So all those and your army combats all come out of the same pool, functionally? Yep. Does that make sense? It does. Cool. And you may use them or not as you please, because yep. obviously they still have a future function as Kingdom Hero points. Yes, absolutely. But I do have four, so that's a, um, you know, that's not very much spread over all the different things that we've got to do, but it is a, it is a nice enough reserve that I don't have to spend my last one if someone gets themselves nearly threatening, is threatening to get themselves killed out there. So I'll sort of give you Christopher Rossi and Leon, although as we're doing this as an army combat, it's not super relevant. Yeah. The two of them run up to the walls, um, and what they see there is there is back about a kilometre from Stagthorn's walls, um, there is a growth of some kind, this explosion of twisted trees and thorny vines and evil-looking fungus, vaguely like the jungle that has emerged elsewhere, um, and the reports you're getting say just, it came up from nowhere, but it came up from nowhere, okay, counsellor. Uh, it, it, was, it wasn't there a moment ago, and then it grew before our very eyes. It was done in half a minute less. Well, that is troubling. Thank you. Um, and from the scent, this is, um, again, probably about a kilometre wide in a vague big circle, big ugly circle, and in the centre of it, you can see there is a huge white tower made of stone, a very classically beautiful thing. It reminds you somewhat in construction of the um, the Keep of Flowers, albeit that's clearly the ancestor of this. This is the original architecture 
the elven architecture that made up the Keep of Flowers is what has evolved from this. Mm. Um, so it is this giant alabaster tower, and it has in it a huge big archway, big enough to march a couple of elephants through. And Rossi gets out the spyglass, looks through it, and what you can see is there are things on the other side. People is absolutely the wrong word. Things is what comes to his mind. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see satyrs, sort of half horse, half people, fey, vaguely like a centaur, but different, more twisted and hunched. They're long, spiky, sharp horns. There are plants moving in there, things that look like giant Venus flytraps that are gnashing away with their jaws, that appear to have some sort of blood or red sap-like ooze dripping from them. You can see what look like lumbering trolls with spikes growing out of them in weird places. You can see... Things that look like earthworms, only they are the size of a horse. Mm-hmm. And as their mouth opens, you can see the jaws that are like spikes, like a whirring saw blade within. And as Rossi watches them, they look like ghosts. You can see through them on the other side of the archway, and you can see lands beyond there, some sort of strange, dreamlike realm, presumably the first world, possibly the fable. And then they begin to march. And as they pass through the archway, they go from being ghost-like and translucent to being solid. An army is coming out from that archway. And it appears to be constructed of just this mob of random first-world creatures. There's no line of logic behind it. There are plants, trolls, fey, giant abominations, just weird and a weird array of things. And at this point, you have a couple of options. Yep. Um, it does look like, from what you can see in the reports you're getting back, that eventually this will stop. There is not an unlimited army of people behind there pouring out, like as, as in with um, Javon. Mm. There is a limited amount of things that are going to come out. It's possible that you can go out and hit them and gain some sort of advantage while they're still coming out by engaging with them in army combat. But if you do so, you will, of course, lose the benefit of Elk's Wrist walls. Mm. Uh, so that, at that point, becomes your decision. What you have is what is operating in Elk's Wrist at the moment. Um, and it, there is nothing preventing you from getting messages sent out. It is well within your power as a kingdom to send messages quickly, asking for aid or not, or what have you. Um so other armies can begin marching towards this battle, but for the moment, you just have what you have. Okay, so the army that is stationed in Elk's Rest is the Kobold Defenders, a yep. single huge army. Yep. Um, that's that's what we have specifically in Elk's Rest. Elk's Rest doesn't have the biggest armies. Yep. So Rossi will, at this point, looking at the size of this, um, will send word to both Thornwatch and Lakeview, to call the stag runners and the avenging bowmen to our aid. Yep. Among other things on the basis that the city may well be initially taken, because he doesn't think, yeah. like, it doesn't take those guys a super long time. They're already active, so he doesn't have to wait for them to get, but he does have to wait for them to march in. For correct. Which is, I believe, is about a day's march because they're both routes eroded. Yeah, I, I figure, um, 
we'll play it out um, in in real time with yeah. half day rounds kind of thing, and they can march. Yeah. Um, but for the moment, Elk's Rest is just left with what it's yeah. got. Uh, and and the rules for this are on the off chance your army gets destroyed rapidly. Um, there are rules about how they beat down Elk's Rest before yep. reinforcements show up. Yep. Um, so the Cobalt Defenders are going to have to hold the line heroically. Yes. Uh, this looks like it is a gargantuan army of these strange first world monsters. You're yep. talking about a thousand-ish units. So, um, the, um, I have two gargantuan armies on the way and one huge army to hold the line until then. So yep. that's a fairly big dramatic disparity. But that seems appropriate because that's the bulk of the forces in the green belt. Yep. Um, I'm not going to call the, um, uh, lizard folk t- to my aid because they're only another huge army and we do need at least some of the forces in Alxress. Yep. And then, um, my plan is that, um, with Fort Draylev, they'll be relying on Fort Draylev's defenders and we'll call Mervon to our aid for that fight. Yep. And then, um, the, um, centaurs and the, basically the lizard folk centaur army and Varnhold army will be guarding their own areas and our reserves. So, yep, so that's the plan. Yeah, when you get word, um, because I imagine what Rossi is going to do is go off and start casting some sending scrolls. Yeah. Um, In fact, I'd like to play out what Rossi does after he puts down the spike. Sure. So he himself is actually quite capable of using a wide variety of magical items. Uh, Yeah. We won't roll this out or anything, but you may presume that he has access to and the willingness to use a bunch of different scrolls and the like. Yeah. Looks at there, looks at there. Well, that looks extremely ugly. What's going to happen? We could send the kobolds in to try and cut them off. They are not all out yet. But that would leave the city completely defenceless, and I fear that they would be killed. There's a very large number of them coming. We'd best call for aid. Aid that, um, Thornwatch and Thornwatch and Lakeview can send us their armies. They're only a day's, there's only a day's march away. Till then, the city will just have to hold. Very nice. I also think this is absolutely what Rossi would do. Rossi would make the calm, sensible, most practical decision he can. Yep. And, um, so yes, so he goes off and organizes some sending scrolls and calls to the army commanders, uh, that would be Sir Frederick March and, uh, Keston Garris, yep. who come to his aid. Yep. And both of these guys are already, their troops are already ready, and they are now marching towards Elksrest, but the army is already coming through. So, on top of your existing armies and defences, as a metagame concept, you get another thing. Yep. These two chips. Okay. One of them is Christopher Rossi. Yep. One of them is Leon. Okay. They are the two named counselors on scene that you can actually use for this. Oh, okay. Uh, at any point, you may throw me one of those and tell me which one it is, because yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the colors arbitrary. Yeah. Arbitrarily. Um, at which point, it is another D20 reroll, either yours or mine. Yeah. So you can go, right, they've crept me, I'm demanding a reroll. Yeah. The GM rerolls and takes the, takes the second, better or worse. Um, the downside to that is that, yeah. that represents Christopher Rossi and Leon. Yeah. Uh, both of them actually have some capacities that you as the player are not necessarily aware of. Oh, okay. Um, which you would see if you spend the chips, but that is functionally killing them. 
Yikes, okay. You are. They, that is them doing their, their, hero, their heroic last stand and repelling the things as they climb the walls. Yeah. And the assault is driven back, but at cost. Yep. You don't have to use that option, but it is available to you. Cool, good to know. Alright, there we are. Altrist has a DB of 16. And effectively, those are the two named counselors that you have on screen, because, yep. well, Akora and Beldame are here, they are not fighting. Yes. <laughs> cool. Okay, so you are going to wait for the mob of the First World to pour out and yeah. come at you. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the, um, the kobolds can go out from behind the defensive wall and their huge army can attack what's probably only at this stage a huge army of First World guys, and if they win, that would absolutely solve the problem, and if they lose, we would be in a very bad position indeed. <laughs> okay, can you give me a stability check for information? What do your spies and scouts report? Because there are people beyond the walls. You absolutely send scouts out to keep an eye on what's happening. Absolutely. Alright. Uh, a tremendous roll. It's, it's your control DC because you're fighting your own bureaucracy functionally. Yeah. Uh, that is a failure. I'm cool. So you do not get a um, clear word on... That what people can see of this army. Some of your scouts do not come back. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, presumably the rest kind of get some individual information, yeah. but it's not more than Christopher could see through a spyglass. This is some of the creatures. We don't have more detailed information. What, what you are buying with that role is, is functionally the knowledge of the mob that you are opposing. If you succeed at it, I will tell you some of what they are and their special abilities or weaknesses yeah. or blah, blah, blah. In the absence of that, you don't get anything more than what the GM has already described to you. Yeah. It's a big honking mob of weird first world monstrosities. Yeah. Yeah, the kobolds just have masterwork armor or weapons. They don't have anything special. Cool. Death! Mm-hmm. Alright, and, um, Mick Mick gathers the, um, cre- the, um, the, the little kobolds out of their wolver- warrens. It's our job to protect the city by making everyone who comes in die. The duty of a soldier is to make the other, the other fake creature die for his kingdom. <laughs> Love your voices. <laughs> yeah, so the kobolds are absolutely prepared to risk their lives into the defense of towns, but charging out bravely onto the battlefield is not their style. Yes, they, they are prepared <laughs> to die for the defense of their people. They are not eager to die. No, they're, they're eager to let the, um, giant, the giant horde of fey creatures that vastly, vastly outnumber them to experience all the things that had the opportunity to prepare in case, say, they had to defend the city, which is their entire job. In all fairness, you are not actually vastly outnumbered here. They outnumber you two or three to one, yeah. rather than ten or twelve to one. And we do have a ridiculously high defensive bonus because of the um, the defense of the city. But the last time we had a go at that, we had a much bigger army behind the walls. <laughs> okay. So... At this point... But at this point, McMick's generaled as many battles as any army commander I have. <laughs> yes, true. 
And unlike Keston Garrus, survived the war without getting captured. Yeah, although the, the kobolds do have the tendency to go heavily on the defensive because they're generally leading quite a small army. And everyone always attacks the bowmen and the um, centaurs. They're the two ones that always get it in the neck. Which is why Keston has been captured so many, many times. So. Not to mention this is like the third iteration of the bowmen. Okay, so we then begin by rolling for initiative um, to see who has to declare their tactics and things first. Yep. And don't bother rushing into this. Yep. Uh, it becomes readily apparent as the mob of these first world creatures comes out from beyond the archway. Some of them stand openly in front of it, milling around very visibly. Many of them melt into the forest around the jungle around them, only to emerge with a bizarre cacophony of noise, a combination of and screeching, squeaking, squishing cacophony of strange noises. And they simply begin to run forward at your city. And as you start to engage them, it becomes clear that there is no real tactics from them, no real strategy no real command, and indeed it seems impossible to command them. They are all separate creatures operating on their own bat, with different abilities, different powers, totally different nature. Um, this is They are one of the things that they do not have a commander, uh, and ergo they cannot make morale checks. Uh-huh. Um, so it's one of those things like Eravetti people, whenever they need to make a morale check, they like the clockwork men, whenever they need to make a morale check, they fail. Yeah. Um, they have no leader. Okay. So you win initiative automatically cool. by virtue of having Mick-Mick. Yeah. At which point, um, they also do not declare any strategy. They simply stick at the standard. And cool. it looks like they are going to stay there. Cool. Um... Mick is going to go straight to defensive. Yep. The minus four. Yep. And then he is going to activate their ability defensive wall and add um, another uh, minus one. So they're at a minus five um, OM and um, plus six DV. Now, Mick may not be able to get all his kobolds organized into a defensive formation. Ah, uh, right. Does that take time? Uh, no, because it is two steps down the strategy track. Oh, right. You start at standard. You right. can move to cautious as a normal action, or you can make a difficulty 20 morale check to move to defensive. If you fail that, then you don't get yourself organized, and you go nowhere. You stay on standard. Okay, that's right. In that case, Mick will lead with cautious. Cool. Because uh, he really wants that bonus, but he will use cautious and defensive wall. Yeah. So at that point, he is um, cool. So that will give him a minus three to attack and a plus um, four to defense. Cool. And then he has an additional plus sixteen to defense. Does he have a ranged round? Uh. He does not. Kobolds do not have bows. Nor does the mob. Yes. By and large, what happens is several creatures throw javelins or shoot arrows or spit strange boiling goo at the walls, 
but not enough of them to just have that hail of arrows. Yeah. Some of the individuals that make up the mob have ranged capacities. By and large, the army does not. In the same way, McVick personally probably has a bow, but that doesn't mean anything in army combat levels. And the kobolds, act, of course, activate dirty fighters. Yep. Which gives them, I believe it's a plus eight, but it may be a plus six to their first round. Uh, dirty fighters, six offense on the first round of the melee phase. Cool. So as they are kobolds, what this represents is that this, um, in addition to having walls and a hodag and a castle, yep. Elksrest has a number of things that only look like great ways into the city, but are in fact very heavily trapped. Release the hodag! And we release the hodag. Yep. Okay. Well, in that case, you just... Everybody charges into melee, and these things begin smashing at the walls. Some of them fly straight over them, some yep. of them climb up. Yeah. The trolls come and start battering at the gates. Alright, and the kobolds roll for their attack. Yep. That's a nice number. I like that number. Alright, and then it's a um, plus 8 minus 3, so it's a plus 5 plus their OM. So that is a 26. Cool. The mob takes some damage. Cool. As several creatures are impaled and fall into pet traps and things. Yeah, there are little cobalt snickers. It's, um, this is very much an Ewok fight. As um, things go, things snake under the wall, under these apparent holes in the walls and then get stuck and spikes jab into them and things. Rossi can see that there are still creatures beyond the gateway massing. They yep. have not yet come out and yep. joined the army. Cool. Um, again, I don't want to create the impression there is an infinite amount of reserve there, but there is other stuff there. Yep. All right. And um, it's the, the mob. mob. Yep. They climb the pits. They fly the pits. They stomp some kobolds. They yep. stomp them good. Uh, the kobolds may be stomped on a 29. 29. Okay. Taken as a whole, the mob of creatures are extremely aggressive and hostile. However, that does not beat the various bonuses that kobolds have to DV. Yep. The kobolds take no damage. Fair. Cool means. So they throw themselves up against the walls and several kobolds are beaten, forced to beat them back and that sort of thing. All good. Alright, and it is morale again. Yep. Alright, so feeling good about this, you know, no, no significant kobold losses in the first half of the day contingent, McMick is actually going to stick with cautious. The walls appear to be doing their job. He's going to keep his defensive wall up so he's got the extra bonus, and of course his chances of hitting are much lower this round. Um, but he's going to, he doesn't feel the need to take the extra and go to football defensive. Alright, so what you see is there are several large creatures amongst the mob from the first world that um, everyone in the kingdom would have no frame of reference for whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to think. Then ergo, I won't tell you what they are, I will merely describe them. There are huge grey beasts there with a pair of sharp protruding horns coming out of their nose, big, thick you know, tree trunks, uh, yeah. little tree trunk-sized horns. Yeah. Um, they appear to have no real teeth, but what they can do is charge with a great deal of vitamins. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, they themselves are just kind of rampaging around, totally unable to get over the walls and meaningfully accost you in any way, until some of the trolls start to get organised and climb on their backs. And it looks like you have just watched the army spontaneously, effectively manifest a special ability. Is that perchance a siege, siege, siege breaker style special ability? Uh, no, actually it isn't. It merely looks like they are increasing their offense modifier. Right, okay. Uh, by combining their forces. Uh, it actually looks like what happens, what's going to happen is when you engage with people, they're going to trample over you, which functionally manifests as a bonus to OM. Okay, cool. Um, but what you're seeing is that the First World Army contains so many variable creatures that they are effectively going to come up with um, a different, different abilities build. as they go yeah. and get stronger the more they work together. You never get any impression that they've actively um, uh, worked together before. Yeah. This is not an army that previously exists. It's just a string of random monsters united, presumably under Titania's will. Yeah. Uh, and functionally, what you're looking at here is they have a little chart of special abilities, which manifest completely at random from the GM rolling dice. Ah, I see. Because it's not the GM going, what's the smart thing for them to do would be is this. It's do they come up with this thing or not. So do they, um, it, 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 each round do they get their new ability and retain their old abilities? Yes, they now have, they now have trolls on, trolls on rhinoceroses, essentially. Yeah, alright, so they're, um, they're just going to get more deadly as time goes on. That's wonderful. All right, make make sticking with cautious. Okay, and round we go again. Yep. So make make mounts an attack. Yep. All right, he rolls really well, which is great because he has considerably less bonus this time. All right, so that's a twenty-one. Cool. May not actually get through at all. That will just scratch them. Yep, it will get through a tiny amount. Yep. So the um the kobolds have no have very limited capacity to damage these guys at this point. They've turtled up to the extent that they are um, relatively well defended but have very limited attacking capacity. Yep. And we'll see if they can push through an offense. And the mob charges you uh, with higher offense, but that is less than the previous one. Yep. So, presumably your AC remains the same. It it does indeed. My OM goes down. All right. And that is the end of the day, at which point the First World presumably manifests another ability. Yes, indeed they do. Uh, This time, despite the myriad capacities available to them, it doesn't look like they've organised themselves. Cool. What they roll on the chart is nothing happens. Cool. Alright, so it's now evening of the first day. Yes, it is. Um, At which point we may cut elsewhere. Yes, as the... um, Stag runners and the bowmen um, head towards uh, begin arriving. So, how fast do they move? Will they get here in time based oh. on your roads and things like that? All right. So, um, both of these guys. Um, I know it's a little bit of tedious math, but we do need to know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, where's the? Oh, these sheets are hard to read. Um, yes, that thing in the corner is speed. Cool. They've both got speed of two. Yep. Um, so let me dig out the um, map. Here we are. Here's the Greenbelt Stag Thorn map. So um, I believe that means that they can go two hexes in a day. Correct. And if they're on roads, they're functionally doubling that. Cool. So one, two, three, four. Yep. Cool. The guys from Thorn Watch make it, and the guys from Lakeview. One, two, three. Yes. Cool. 
The, but the, the, there are roads here for this very reason. Both armies can make that march. Absolutely. So by morning, they arrive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So do we have a nighttime round before they get here then? Two in the day and one at night? Uh, actually, we do, but um, let me just check what his speed entitles them to do when they show up. Whether that's over per day or whether that's per... Um, Uh, that is how many hexes they traverse in a day's march. So, in fact, they show up at night. Yep, cool. All right, so then we have the nighttime round. Yep. Um, so, as these guys arrive, I believe there's a couple of things that happen. Yep. Um, I believe they don't get to go get benefit from the defensive value, do they? Because I haven't had the opportunity to let them into the city. Uh, they do, because presumably the premise is that you're going to put them in the city. Yes, yes, that's what I want to do. So what happens is the bo- the um, stag runners show up and basically heroically charge through the lines. Yeah. The kobolds open up all the walls, let them yeah. in and shut everything up again. Cool, okay, so those guys will be in the city. In a less granular system, there'd probably be some penalty you'd take yeah. for doing that here. You don't worry about it. Cool, all right, so those guys arrive in the city. And then the other thing is I believe that the... Um, uh, first world guys get a free shot off them as at, at them as they arrive yeah. or something like that. Because you are functionally what you are functionally doing is provoking from them as yeah. they move through. Yeah. Uh, so, do any of them have ranged capacities? Yes. Uh, yeah. The um, bowmen have ranged capacities. Cool. So you may functionally have a ranged round at this point against them. Yeah. However, um, because you have actively hit night at this point. Yeah. Uh, I know the kobolds have dark vision. They're the only ones. Yeah. So everyone else is at minus two to everything. Yeah. For the next two rounds. Yeah. Um, the oh, are there two, I thought there was one night round. Are there two night rounds? Two night rounds. Cool, sure. Um, it's not usually relevant because um, most of the foes you fight either have dark vision or they don't. Yeah. So there tends to be less fighting at night, and the mob, however, is going to continue on. This fighting is going to go all night. Yeah. And what you see is they don't seem to be terribly inconvenienced by the twilight that is falling. So the kobolds can see that... All right, so the avenging Roman make a ranged round and minus two penalty. Yep. Um... And that'd just be at their flat tactics because they haven't had time to do tactics yet, I would say. Correct. And then the mob will do their... Oh, and the bowman crit. Yep. All right, so let's add that up, and then I'll roll an extra d4, assuming it hits. Cool. All right, so that's um, 26. Yep. Taking into account their um, having difficulty seeing in the dark. Cool. You damage the mob. Cool. Then I do an extra... Two points of damage and another two points of damage as they use their sniper support. You damaged them all. Yep. Cool beans. And the bowmen don't get to use sniper support on their next round. Okay. Then the mob basically get an attack of opportunity as armies charge through them. Yep. At this point, your defense isn't your city defense isn't applied because then, um, yeah. Uh, what's actually charging through them? Uh, so. So the stag runners are a gargantuan, largely human army on horses. Yep. The bowmen are a gargantuan human army on foot. With fetters. Um the stag runners are towing a siege engine behind them, the bow cool. b- bowmen have more alchemical so supplies. They want to hit the ones on foot. Yeah, I thought that might be the case. Uh, hit them nicely. That is 
and they are not taking any penalties for it being night here because they seem to be able to see. Uh, that is a 29. Yep, that is very nasty. So the bowmen uh, take 11 points of damage on the way in. Good means. Uh, then we go to round one in Twilight. Yes. Alright, and now I'm declaring tactics for my guys. Correct. All no, right. Nobody meaningfully opposes you for initiative or tactics, so just go bananas. Alright. The Kobold defenders are feeling more secure now they have um, some big guys backing them up, and yep. there's a decent chance they may not be the ones attacked. Yep. So they're actually going to start with normal. Uh, they're going to go up to normal. The stag runners are going to stick with normal. And the um, bowmen are going to go for cautious because they're a bit concerned they may be the ones everyone picks on. Yep. Uh, the um, stag runners are not going to deploy hold the line at this stage. Um, do they get their bonus for being mounted? Uh, yes. Cool. The, the first, some of the things in the First World Army are mounted. Some of them are actively... Uh, creatures that are inherently mounted. They are horses and rhinos and that kind of thing. Yeah. But as a whole, they are not. Cool. All right. That, however, may change because yeah. they can spontaneously manifest the ability mounted if enough of them get up. On but them. not till but not till midnight. Correct. So we have our till midnight round. So I'll do all my guys and then you do an attack on whichever army you yep. choose. And you are at minus two to everyone but but the kobolds. Yep. So the kobolds roll a regular. Attack at no bonuses or penalties except for their de- defensive wall. I love this weird ass. Alright, and they roll exceptionally poorly, and that's a 14. Cool. So, they're not ducking behind things, but they are, um, uh, but they are little. And yep. they're sort of an inherent cautiousness. Okay, the stag runners are at a minus two for it being dark. And a plus one because they're on horses and other people aren't. Yep. So they're at a minus one. And as is customary for them, they roll very well. Um, That's a 27 for them. Cool. Uh, That is damage again. Cool. And the bowmen roll a minus... attack at a minus 4 penalty and are unlikely to hit, but we shall see. Uh, They did roll real well, however, so that's... um, uh, Yeah, but that's a 19, which I don't imagine. Uh, Alas, no. Yeah. Um, they're um, taking quite a substantial penalty for, you know, th- these these are literally human archers shooting things in the dark. Yeah. It, it's as, it, it, from behind heavy barricades because a whole bunch of them got bitten by various nasty fae monsters on the way into the city. It's exactly as effective as you'd think it would be. Alright, so which one are the mob going for? The bourbon. Yeah, I thought that might be the, the case. Tasted blood. Yep. Uh, and the bowmen are functionally at a minus two to the defence. Ah, yes, so because not, of not the thing. In the dark. Yep. Uh, however, that will be uh, complete waff. It's not even approaching twenty, so yeah, I imagine yeah. that will miss my miles. No, the um, that might do it if they were in. That might do it if they were in the open, but it does not come close to beating Elksor's defences back. Okay, and so um, at midnight. <laughs> at midnight, they manifest another ability. Cool. Let's see what happens. Okay, so at this point, the plant creatures that are there, that appear to be sort of a big tangled mess of vines and some Venus flytrap-esque heads sticking out of them and things, begin to stretch themselves up the walls 
and others of the mob, the trolls, the satyrs, begin climbing up them. Uh, they gain climb as an ability. Oh, lovely. Uh, and functionally, whatever you're getting from your fortifications, um, can you reduce it by a quarter rounded down? Sure. Um... So this is not defense values of the army, this is your minimum is useful. Yeah, cool. So what are you deriving from your city defenses? It's a 16, so that becomes so a 12. Becomes, yeah, nice. drops. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense, because that's about the percentage that's the walls. Yeah. Like, the castle on the Hodag is still pretty useful. Yeah, but... your, your defenses are not actually being harmed by this. Yeah. They're not breaking down the walls, but the walls are functionally meaningless to them. Yeah. Or less meaningful. Less right. meaningful, yeah. Cool. Then we go into round four. Yep. Um, and at this point, it becomes clear that some of the a lot enough of the first world mob have low light vision; they're not that inconvenienced by twilight. What they don't have is dark vision, meaning this round they lose, and that's where the distinction is meaningful because um, I think these are the first guys you run into that have low light vision, but not, not dark, dark vision. vision. Everyone else either had dark vision or regular or vision. Yeah. All right. So, so the kobolds have dark vision. Everybody else can't see. Yep. All right. So, tactics-wise, yep. the kobolds are going to go up to aggressive because they feel pretty smart about the fact that they can see in the dark and nobody else can, Yep. which is risky for them, but they, particularly with the walls down, but they're going to do it. The stag runners are also going to go to aggressive, yep. and the bowmen are going to stick with cautious. They probably can't hit anything, and they're worried people are coming after them. Fair. All right, and we roll out. So the kobolds... Now, the kobolds still have their defensive wall up, so they have the, their... They're a special kind of aggressive, a yeah. cautious kind of aggressive. Sure, sure. Because that's the thing about the tactic, you can apply it on top of the other abilities. Yes, yes, you can indeed. That's yeah. The cobalt have been trained individually. Yeah, because the, the whole point of these guys is they're the emergency Elks Rest army. What they do is protect Elks Rest, they don't leave the city. Alright, and alas, they roll very, very poorly indeed. Alright, so that's... So... 17, uh, 16 in fact. So I imagine that's flat miss. Yep, it was a bad number. Alright, stag runners. Not a great number, but they are really good at what they do. Alright, uh, but they do, can't see in the dark, so that's a minus one for them, counting their mountainness. Twenty-three for them, which may be just too low to damage. No, that will do a small amount. Cool, well, a small amount's better than nothing. And then the bowman critfish. And miss again. That's like a fifteen. Cool. They'll be more effective in the daytime. Let's eat the bowman. Yep. Will certainly be easier now that they can climb the walls. Um, so. The bowmen are at a penalty to defence here, but the first world model also a penalty to hit, which is the same thing, so we'll just ignore it. Yep, uh, And they will roll... 23. Yep, that will not do it. Cool. Alright, and then it's the end of the night, and the first will try and manifest another ability. Yep. Okay, uh, this one. Do you have, um, I 
believe it's called our chemical supplies in there, the one that lets you bypass fire regeneration, all that kind of guff. Yes, the Bowman habit. Okay, so at this point they begin to gather around behind the trolls um, and start to use them as their offensive wall, effectively soaking up some of the damage, relying on the trolls to get back up. This works for several minutes, and then your group regroups. Uh, they gain regeneration, yeah. which is overcome by your alchemical supply. Excellent. So if the bowmen drop, they will continue to have that ability. Yeah. Um, but for right now, one of the things the bowmen are doing is cancelling that out. Correct. Cool. So functionally, they gain it. It just doesn't do anything for them. Yes. Yep. Um, as we hit round five, however, the next day comes. Yeah. Um, and at this point... The mob that is beyond the gateway, the strange sort of semi-illusory transparent gateway you can see, begins to pour through. Yeah. Uh, this is their, their given special ability. Reinforcements have arrived. Yeah. Uh, they don't heal the hit points that you've done them, technically, but their total hit points go up, their DV goes up, and their OM goes up. Yeah. So they're, they become tougher. Functionally, the army gets bigger. Yeah. More, and it, you're, so they're bigger than Gargantuan, or is this the full not, Gargantuan? Not strictly. The way it manifests is they get more hit points, they get more defense, yeah. they get more offense. Yeah. Um, because you have already killed off a bunch of them. Yeah. Functionally, reinforcements are pouring in, and yeah. the army is stronger now than when it started. Yeah. Two beans. Alrighty. And then it is day two. So can I ask... Um, so at this point, is it effectively like they're undamaged? I've counted out all the damage that I've done so far? Uh, I don't want to say that because they actually have hit point damage. Yeah. Um, and um, which they could theoretically heal or could get worse or what have you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to describe that to you. That's okay. Um, I'll is, just is, keep... it, is it super relevant? No, let's just keep rolling on. Cool. Okay. Day two dawns. Alright, um, the bowmen are going to stick, everyone's going to stick with the tactics that they've got currently. However, um, at this point it becomes apparent to you that there is nothing else on the other side of the wall that is going to come through. They have had their reinforcements, that's what they're getting. Cool, that's good. Hmm? Alright, and it is, um, Yep, so my guys stick with their existing tactics, yep. and we roll through. Yep. Everyone can see now. It's not dark anymore. Yep. So the stag runners, sorry, actually the kobold defenders take an aggressive shot and roll another crappy roll, um, which will be a clean miss, because the last one was. Cool. They roll a five. The stag runners roll super great. They're going to save the day. All right. That is a 33. Uh, no, you missed them. Let me work out how much damage that is. Uh, so who was that? The stag runners. Okay, so the stag runners charge in. Yeah, the they, do, they, they, do a, they do one of those cavalry charges out of the gates and then ride yeah, back and in. And sweep things. through them and cut a path through them. You cut several of these worms clean in half. Yeah. And both halves wiggle and thrash in the ground. Yeah. And the army looks pretty badly hurt. Sweet. Uh, they look... Uh, no, my apologies. They do not quite look bloodied. Well, that's like good. They look like they're damn sure hitting there. Cool, that's great. And then the bowmen, uh, 
actually roll quite well, but they're at various horrible penalties. This probably won't. Alright. So. It's no longer dark. Yeah, so that will help. Um, so, that's a 21. Uh, that looked like previously it might have done it, but with that's the reinforcements supplying them. Yeah. The bowmen really can't hit anything while they're this far back. They're just kind of... What they're really doing is they're hitting stuff directly at the trolls. Yes, yeah. And blocking the regeneration, and that's about what they're contributing. Okay, and then it's Team Ferocious Fey Army. Alright. Let's get me some staglers. Okay. They're um, all out of the gates and a bit easier to hit. Uh, 26. No. Sure. Yes, unfortunately, what they haven't manifested yet is siege breaking. Yeah, well, which, which theoretically looks like it's a thing that several of the creatures could do. They're yeah. just not organized for it. Yeah, and I mean, the DV is 12 rather than 16 now, but the, it just depends on what you roll and which yeah. one you attack and yeah, stuff. Yeah, much so. And, and these guys are not strategic masterminds. Yeah. They're, they're almost... I'm not quite running their attacks at random, but their special abilities are entirely at random. And so they can organize and work this out. Speaking of special abilities, they get another one. Okay, so... Uh, you have cut down several of the worms, and the remaining ones surge over the fallen ones and begin eating them. Okay, yicky. Uh, they gain the special ability cannibalize. Ew! When they start eating their fallen and heal themselves. Yikes. This reduces their consumption, which is not particularly relevant to No, but it presumably also gives them a chunk of hit points back. Yeah, not a spectacular chunk of points, see. So it looks like with that, they have managed to undo some, but not all, of the stag runners' heroic charge. Cool. All right. So that is definitely progress for them. Round six. Cool. All right. The um the bowmen are going to go up to normal, and everyone else is going to stay with aggressive. The city walls, for the moment, are doing us good things. Yep. And it's clear that if we don't beat these guys down fast, they're just going to keep getting more powerful as they work out yeah, how so to fight yeah. in this plane and start becoming more of a team and stuff. Yep. Cool. All right, so boom. Defenders first. Yep. Oh, Defenders crit. All right, let's check that actually hits. Uh, it's anyway, oh, whether right. you overcome their DB or not, but cool. I still need the total number. Cool. All right, so that's... Um, 30. Yes, absolutely. Cool. And then um, an additional four points of damage. Cool. That's all the stag runners damage back again. Yep. And then it's the stag runners actual turn. Yep. And they will roll poorly for the first time, and that may not hit at all. That's a um, 21. It will not. Nope. So again, the defences have improved with the reinforcements. And the um, stag runners aren't really prepared to charge out in the afternoon and do another heroic yep. charge. And the bowmen will take some shots at people. And um, they, even with stopping being cautious, they can't hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. But as the bowmen lean out from behind the walls, yep. the worms are going to surge up the plant vines towards them. And have another go at the bowmen. All right. <laughs> okay. 
27. Uh, that will not do it. Bang, 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 Alright, the guys get another special ability. And, um, that was the end of the day. So we're going to the unfortunate evening, towards the unfortunate evening where we can't see and you can. Yep. Before the pleasant night where no one can see except the kobolds if they're like that, but... Awesome. Okay, so one of the things, what you see as Twilight Falls is one of the things that Christopher Rossi took for might be a leader, because he's smart enough to look at it and go, they're all obviously strange monsters, that doesn't mean one of them can't be a commander. Mm. There is some sort of black drake-like thing there, it is not quite a dragon, but vaguely resembles one enough that, that that's what Rossi has put in his head. It definitely hasn't been leading them up until now, and at some point it starts snapping and hissing at them and flapping its wings and pointing its wings forward at the walls and yelling. And as one of the satyrs disagrees with it and slaps his chest, it eats him. Yeah. At which point the satyrs begin opening fire on it. And a small internal civil war breaks <laughs> Awesome. And they deal themselves another six points of damage. Good for them. And that's their special ability. For uh, them. Obviously the majority of these things are good, but not every single one. No. No, one of them is do nothing. One of them is deal yourself damage. Yeah. Stupid wobbling. Okay, round seven, Twilight. Yes. Alright, so um, everyone's going to stick with their relatively aggressive tactics to try and cancel out the fact that they're having some trouble seeing. Yep. Also, the bowmen are hoping to one day hit things, although there's certainly an argument that their principal role is keeping the trolls from growing back. Yep. Alright, and um, we lead with the kobolds. Ooh, roll not great. Uh, and that's a um, 21, so nothing. Cool. Um... Then the stag runners. Ooh, that's not good at all. Um, and then they take some penalties. Yeah, and that's a flatness as well. They roll less than 20. And the golden. Ooh! Roll super great. However, they can't see. But they're not offensive modifiering, so. Uh, that's. A 24 for the bowman who have now had some practice, who have now worked out that what they need to do is aim for the really large things they can still kind of see, even yeah. in the dim twilight. Are they taking the minus two penalty on that? Uh, yes, it cool. would have been a 28. Mm-hmm. But it's 26 instead. And they will use their side of support and deal an extra plus two. Cool. Yep. They deal a small amount of damage to the ball. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of them using their side of support because they haven't, this is the first time they've hit anything since the range ground. The mob's going to eat the bowmen, who are an, an additional minus two to their defense. Yep. Darkness. Uh, and... And they're not being cautious. 29. All right, uh... Alright, so they've got the minus two in there, so that's only a ten bonus, effectively. Unfortunately, they haven't yet manifested any of their um, bleedy, burny abilities. Yep, and the bowmen take a small amount of damage. Yep. 
a couple of guys that aren't being cautious. Uh, actually, fundamentally, it's the not being able to see very well. Like, they get more or less ambushed by things that come out of the darkness yeah. at them. Something black comes out of the shadows and swallows one. Too. Yeah. All right. Um, everybody stays with the same tactics. It passes midnight. If they get another ability, I hope it's that thing when they shoot each other again. Uh, no, they can't hit the same, same one twice. Cool. I guess Once so. I come up with it, I'm just re-rolling. Yeah. Because they've already worked out how to put that tactic together. Oh, all and in really the case of them attacking each other, that great really thing is now dead. Yeah, yeah, the really competitive guy's dead. Mm, that's the nasty one. Oh, yeah. Okay. There are hasty conversations. There's still no true army commander, but they're yeah. clearly starting to band together in yeah. units. Think about this, strategize. And conversations seem to be had with the worms, and the worms begin to dig. It would seem that they are forming a great tunnel. Oh dear. Um, the good news is, what you are going to see is, for this round, they are going to do nothing but burrow. Yeah, uh, they have no. They they forfeit their round of attacks functionally, Sweet. and remain at straight, remain at um, standard because they can't yep. organize to get defensive. Uh, the next turn, however, they're going to start ignoring your defense, your so, fortifications. So is that they just ignore my fortifications entirely, or they start damaging my fortifications? No, they start ignoring them. What's going to happen is the worms yep. are going to dig a big bloody tunnel and come up inside the city walls. Yeah. All right. Okay. And at that point, we declare our tactics, yep. and everyone goes up a notch to reckless, reckless, That's and aggressive. Hard to argue with. As um, we we need to we need to stop this before we all get killed. All right, and the stag runners and the kobold defenders take a reckless strike, and alas, miss anyway. They're just too small. Yeah, and it is pitch night at this point. Yeah, but they were the only ones who could see, unfortunately. Alright, but the stag runners roll well and um, get a plus uh, 5 minus 2 for a plus 3 in total. Uh, 31. Cool. Uh, more damage again. Uh, yep. they, are, they are well class bloodied at this point. Cool. Well, yeah, but I have to... This this round needs to, needs to go through. I mean, I'll, ke- I'll keep pressing on, but my armies will start getting cleaved pretty bloodily as the, um, also they won't be able to go back down in defensive tactics. The other problem. Alright, and then the bowmen still can't see. They have got aggressive on their sides, and it cancels that out. So that's a 23 from the bowmen. That will barely do anything, but it does do something. And then they, when they, then I activate sniper support. Cool. And they are, I would say, definitely not down at this point, but they are hurt. So as the worms begin to burrow, yeah. you know, the, the giant worms themselves start to form a big tunnel, yeah. and the rest of the mob mills around it, and seeing that your time is running out, your bowmen and your and your runners and things start to go over the walls, opening the drawbridge at this point, yeah. and throwing yourselves upon them, trying to take them out in the rear while they all mill yeah. around before they can get into the tunnel. You do them some fairly savage damage, then they get themselves down into the tunnel, pack themselves in, yeah. fall up too much to meaningfully engage them down there, and then sort of everything is quiet for 20 or 30 minutes, and then suddenly there is a cracking of stone in the middle of the um, flagstones of Castle Stagthorn, yeah. and psh, it bursts into the air, dirt rains everywhere as great worms surge out, 
the plants begin to climb out and put their vines yeah. back up on the walls as they climb back up. You can see a troll coming out chewing on a satyr's body. Yeah. And they roll for another ability. Yes, so they get another ability and dawn breaks and we can see again. Yep, it's now round nine. And what do they get? Uh, And negating the entire defense value is pretty brutal, although at least they didn't roll that earlier in the play. Although the funny part is they can negate the defense and then learn to climb. Yeah, yeah. Negating it further. Makes a certain amount of sense in context. So, as they burst out, the satyrs begin to play their harps, and a strange, discordant, jangling music runs through here. And everyone begins to feel the hairs on the back of their neck begin to rise, despite the fact you were actually winning this. There is something uncannily menacing about the fact that this army has come from nowhere, they have burrowed under your walls, burst out. Oh, well, they're now engaging us in running, the middle of our city, in running the middle of our car. through the city. Yeah. Uh, they gain fear as an ability. Yep. Which is not, um, doesn't immediately do anything. Yeah. Um, but if they start hitting you, then you need to make morale checks or bad things happen to you. Yep. Et cetera, et cetera. And, well, the, there's a very real, there's a very likely possibility they're going to hit us on this round. We just negated 12 points of defense. We just lost 12 points of defense, and everybody's on their super aggressive mission. Yep. Speaking of which, now, Violence. now that we haven't succeeded in killing them on that round, yep, yep, it's fair. Um, everyone's dropping back to aggressive, aggressive, and normal, respectively. Fair. Which is as close as they get to restoring some defense. Like, that's not really going to help much, because they've still got minus twos to their DV and don't get the bonuses, but it's as good as we can go in one round. Yep. Alright, and then we get three attacks on them, and then they cleave their way messily through one army. Yep. Alright, so Cobalt... Roll well, good little guys. Alright, and of course there are advantages to aggression. Just the next part's gonna be a bit brutal. Alright, um, that's a 27. Yep, some damage again. Uh, 26, sorry. Very slightly more damage again. That should have been less. Slightly less. Yep. Yep. Because they've still got their defensive wall up. (laughs) Yep. Um, the stag runners. Uh, not a great roll, but they've got a lot of pluses right now. That's a 27 from them. Again, a small hit. Yep. And the bowman. Uh, very poor. Uh, 13. <laughs> Throw Christopher Rossi at them and re-roll it if you want to. Um, not yet. Go. At which point they will burst out this discordant song jangling strange creatures from the other world climbing up vines up towards the walls. I imagine the bowmen are up on the walls. Mm. They're going to climb up on there. Yeah. And you see these sort of grey, flat, vaguely dinosaurian rhino creatures with trolls riding on them, coming up the vines, being pushed up by the plants, and then riding along the walls. Yeah. Trying to bowl your bowmen over like nine pins. Yep. That is going to be a little bit ugly, I imagine. Uh, 
person there. There'll be a 28 to bowl the bowman. Yep, so the bowman take a good chunk of damage and are hit so they get the fear effect. Yeah, at which point they begin to panic. It seems, although the facts don't back this up, it seems to them that all hope is lost. Yeah. The city is overrun and doomed. I, I, I mean, in all fairness, like, we maybe have done these things horrible amounts of damage, but they are now in the middle of the city actively attacking our citizens. Yeah. Our walls can do nothing. But it, it is... A, a whole bunch of bowmen just died there. It is an actively enforced magical effect. It is despair yeah. being pushed on them. They yeah. have lost. They cannot win this battle anymore. Uh, they need to make a morale check. A difficulty of... See, uh, 20. Okay. Can cast and hold them together. Alright. Hmm... They are not fleeing, they are effectively cowering. They move, they do nothing next round, just as if they fumbled. So, um, it's just next round? Yeah, correct. They are and, out of uh, position. Yeah. Um, and does that mean that we? I don't get the benefit from our chemical supplies? Uh, yes, functionally, because they, the trolls will regenerate briefly. Yeah. Nonetheless, I'm going to let that stand. Sure. My chances of making this are not super high. We're not out yet. Um, yeah, the bowmen, um, the bowmen have had a bad fight. Like, they've literally, they've marched into the city, they've been attacked, they've spent three days, you know, cowering, yeah. cowering on the walls, trying to protect themselves from fake creatures who seem to preferentially target them. You know, now the city itself is under this giant fey onslaught, and they, and then magic happens and they panic. Keston cannot get them under control enough. They don't rout, but they don't contribute. They um they take defensive positions and cease to fight. Yeah, so it is um they are, they are panicking and putting themselves in bad places yeah. to contribute very defensive positions and not necessarily even wise ones. They're yeah. trying to get higher even though the enemy have already shown they can climb to them. Yeah. Um so they are out of position for the next one. And vulnerable if they get hit again, um, and get hit if they get hit by this effect a second time, then they rout. Yep, that makes sense. Taken out or not? Okay. Speaking of which, um, the mob is getting pretty cut up doing this. Mm. They have thrown themselves against the walls, against your armies, with seemingly no care for their lives. It looks like you have decimated them to the point where they should be thinking about routing at this point. But something greater than them seems to be driving them on, as if there is some collective will, some great will collectively enforcing this. Yep. Uh, they cannot, they, they are at less than 25% of the hit points, they cannot rout. Well, that's good to know. Um, at this point, um, the bowmen were fighting this round, so they yeah, don't correct. get next, never... next round. They the get... trolls are going to regenerate. Cool. So it's going to be the afternoon, still daylight, and your guys get another special ability. Yes, they do. So it has been three rounds since Cannibal Eyes went off, so they get that again. Yeah. They eat some more corpses. And apparently they left them all outside the walls. Well, you know, the worms tunneled in. Yeah, yeah. All the convenient corpses. So they get very few of them. They get a very sad array of hit points. Cool. And then get... Uh, Roll twice and combine. Oh, ducky. Okay, so they roll twice and combine, and combine the only one that they can roll multiple times, which is nothing. (laughs) So, roll twice and combine nothing, and then... Who would be... 
what you can see is the things you have barely seen before, the little creatures that are there. Each one is only the size of half a finger. These tiny, vaguely feral-looking pixie things that have little blowguns that have been shooting at people. Each one does very little, but it seems like the pixies are now prepared to come out of hiding and use their paralysis ability. Uh, which functionally lowers your DV. Yeah. Um, because they start um, paralyzing you. Basically. Yep. Uh, so this is every time you get hit, your DV starts crawling down. Right, yep. And they have attacked your bowman. And it is now round. Afternoon, yes, round afternoon. Yep. Okay, so tactics-wise, yep. Uh, the bowmen don't change their tactics because they can't, because they're freaking it out. Effectively. Um, the kobold defenders and the stag runners stay as aggressive. Um, they're in a horribly dangerous position, but they're also quite close to winning. Yep. And if they keep let the army drag, if they let this drag on into night with the fae running riot in the city, yep. and the di- it's no, bad. it's going to be bad. So they stay as aggressive. Yeah. Alright, and the kobolds. And the kobolds drop their defensive wall. Yep. Turn it on and off as they please. Okay, and they get. 22. Uh, that will not do anything. Okay. It draws equal. Yep, yeah, just, just slightly too low. And the stag runners. Crit. Yay. Alright. So that's a 34. Cool. 35, sorry. Still on horses. Cool. And then they add an extra 4 to that. Cool. Then you can decree, I, I don't know if that was enough or not, but that's everyone because the bowmen are freaking out all over the place. Correct. And then you all guys get a go, and then we see what happens. They're going to surge back against Keston's bowmen. Yep. Uh, 25. Uh, we'll quite certainly hit, I just need to see how much for. Uh, Alright, uh, Yep, that's not quite as bad as a hit as the previous one, but they absolutely deal with more damage, so get to use their thingy again, and the bowmen are getting quite badly hurt. They're so, not quite to um, routing, but they're certainly heading well in that direction. So the DV goes down by three, yep. because they start to get paralysed. Yep. And again, that despair t- overtakes them unnaturally. Yeah. All is lost, we must flee. Yep. Yeah. Alright, and that was a good number, however. Keston's now a bit more prepared for this, and we hit the, we exactly hit the 20. We will not surrender! Avant, Carrier! We will defend Sagthorn! Yeah, and Keston's personal example is so heroic, he prevents the Balamon from routing entirely. And the Bowman rally behind him. Yep. Uh, at which point they are no longer afraid. Yay! Uh, uh, in them, the sense that they return to being yeah. able to make offense checks. Lots of them are dead and some of them are paralyzed, but they're no longer afraid. Okay, uh, the regeneration goes off this round. Yep. Um, but at this point, 
the mob of the first world overextend themselves and break apart, chasing the bowmen through yeah. the city. Um, it is less an army and more just a, a mass of creatures running riot. Yeah. At which point they can be defeated through conventional tactics. Um, their regeneration begins applying again, and the trolls that you have cut down that have escaped the burning from the bowmen start getting back up. Uh, however, that doesn't bring them back into positive hit points. Yes. Ergo, they are dead. You don't need to defeat their regeneration to kill them, because yeah. once you go out of combat, the bowmen are still freaking out and hiding, or yeah. what have you. But then the stag runners and the kobolds start getting oil out and throwing it over the corpses and yeah. lighters and all the rest of it. They're, the stuff they're not equipped to do on a turn-by-turn combat. They versus. can do one in, a, in an after-the-fact basis. And as you burn them, they begin to melt. Yeah. And what happens very rapidly, spreading through the city, is it gets hot. Very hot, considering it is coming to twilight. It feels like the blazing noon of a summer's day. Blazing down, the fire spreads across the trolls. People are cutting away at the things. And then there is a cracking noise across the city. <laughs> As all of the mob turned to glass. Huh? Okay. And you were left with this glass statue, sort of vaguely embedded in your street, of a troll going like this to fend off a sword blow. This plant creature that is staggering from wounds, opening its jaws to gnash at somebody. Um, outside the city walls... The sort of ghostly image of that tower begins to fade. The archway disappears, and the plants begin to burn rapidly as if they have been exposed to incredible heat and light. The jungle disappears and burns up entirely. The archway simply shimmers out of existence and vanishes. And what you are left with is outside of your city... There is a perfectly round, exactly, when you go out to measure it, exactly one kilometre across, not, not a centimetre more, area of sand. This tiny, circular, one kilometre desert that is there. Mm-hmm. And in the centre of, in the very, like when people go out to look at this after the fact, effectively, in the very centre of that, there is a small hourglass filled with black burnt sand. Mm. The sand never moves, no matter which way you flip it. And you have defeated them all. Fascinating. Well, that must be what Tristan was talking about. Yes, we'd better hang on to this for when the king returns. One feels a certain amount of redecorating will be in order, Christopher Rossi says thoughtfully, looking back at the city, yeah. standing in this giant desert, looking back at the surrounding city, surrounded by glass, and then the camera pans inwards over the streets, filled with glass monsters, yeah. to the centre of Cal- Castle Stagthorn, the giant massive tunnel in the floor, and the glass monsters in a big circle all around it. But... The city survives another day. Well done. And he claps Leon. He claps Leon very lightly on the back. We did it! Ah! It was up from the defenders. Yeah. Mick Mick has saved Elstress! <laughs> yes, well done. 
Okay. And if there's nothing more you want to do with that scene... Uh, I think I'll, I'm enjoying Rossi, so I'll just... Uh, well, I hope someone will return uh, 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 to assist us in due time. But for the moment, I suppose let's get back in there. We might as well resume. <laughs> Rossi thinks that, sort of, you know, presumably at some point it's not just going to be me and Leon running the city forever. <laughs> we might as well resolve this um, now while we're in here. Yeah. Which can either be Rossi's call or a call made later by Caelan when he returns. Yeah. Your city is full of these glass statues of hideous monstrosities. Yeah. Uh, several of which are quite literally embedded into the wall, like they yeah. have melted into the stone. Yeah. Um, the... It doesn't appear to be exceptionally hard glass or anything. There's yeah. nothing bizarre or magical about it. Smashing them with a hammer shatters it into pieces. Yeah. But you're either going to have to um, leave these things here, where there's just a troll, a mm. glass troll blocking the middle of your street, clean them up a bit, where you smash them and get them out of the way as best you can, or clean them up thoroughly, where you basically go in with hammer and tongs and pick out every last bit of glass and take out this chunk of stone and replace it and re-mortar this, etc., etc. It depends how many build points you want to play. pay. Uh, you can either leave it like this and pay nothing. Uh, you may uh, pay five and do a good job on it. Or you may pay 12 and do a really thorough job on it and boil away every last scrap and tiny fragment of glass that is in your walls. Uh, that would be 12, specifically focused on cleaning up the castle and filling in the tunnel. Yeah, (laughs) those those are the sort of battlefield repairs that happen costless anyway, because that's the cost of maintaining your walls that that are part of the build points you've already paid for them. No, So you fill in the tunnel anyway, and this is about getting rid of the glass as a mechanic. Yeah, no, I've got a um, loan from Mivon I can borrow if I run out of money, because I haven't done my money yet. Um, because we don't know how long I need to keep these armies active. So, um, yeah, no, Kaelin, um, Kaelin is opposed, you know, Rossi does the minimum, um, just to see what happens, and then, uh, to, to let Kaelin make a call when he returns, and Kaelin, when he returns, says that he's opposed to this as a philosophy, and, um, is going to say, let's get the, um, let's get the, um, Guys, on the let, let's get this fixed. Get wrestling, get wrestling. Just gave me a big pile of them. Cool. Yeah, no, Kaelin's upset about this when he gets back. And you've noted down that the hourglass of burnt, burnt sand. I have not, but if you can give me my Kaelin character sheet, I have a collection of um, trophies, stuff I'm finding. The city is saved. Tremendous, um, tremendous potential peril, but we do manage to to survive. Well done, you. Yep. Okay. All those points in TV were well spent, even if eventually the worms tumble, tumble under the walls. That's the joy of being a monster, though, you get to cheat. Well, I thought it was it actually worked out really well, because it was um, awesome and heroic and badass, and we managed to bring them down just before yeah. they killed, right they, before they killed us all. They, they have a copious array of special abilities, 
which range anywhere between incredibly overpowered to completely and utterly useless. Yeah, like and in some cases actively detrimental. Yeah, like the bit where they all started fighting each other. That's I mean, I mean there's, there's things they can roll up that are useful but totally meaningless. Like, I can now bypass your magic. Yeah. You know, we use our special spells that mean we can pass bypass your damage reduction and immunities to magic and that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't do anything here, are these, but we manifest it nonetheless. Yeah. Okay, the first world mob is slammed. Yep. And then uh, it is now 115. Yep. Uh, you as a player can decide what you want to do um, next. I would say the next thing is um, probably as long as the um, wyvern fight. Yeah. But particularly because you'll be playing multiple characters. Yeah. So we can either leave it here, we can start into that, but stop it when we get to a... Um, my, point. my inclination would be to leave it here. That was a nice dramatic chunk of um, chunk of session with battles and things. Sure. I'm probably good to just in, leave it here and do that as a more single chunk. Cool. No problem. I, I make it um, probably 15 to 20 minutes of play before you get to the fight-oriented bit. Yeah. So we can do it all in one hit. Yeah. That suits you? Yeah, that suits me. Okay, so... What we will do then is we look at Rossi and the and the glass statues everywhere, and Rossi says, "I hope I hope someone will return soon or something to that effect." Yeah, uh, one presumes we, it won't be just the two of us indefinitely, but there's still no sign of anyone coming back. Cut to Huxley in his black cloak, moving quietly across the fields to Thornwatch. Um, it's Thornwatch, isn't it? The city up where Old Trading first is? Yes, that's Thornwatch. Um, first clanking quietly along behind him, Chief Sootscale and Samantha riding along beside him. And they look over, and what they can see is there is a faint chill in the air, a slightly unseasonable one at this point. And they can see this tower of ice growing up projecting high enough to be seen like a castle from the horizon. And Chief Sutskettle looks at it. I don't think we're getting back to Elk's Rest in any hurry. <laughs> Lops his heavy bone great club. And first says, We must do what we must do to protect that which matters most. <sighs> Then let's get it done. And they start to walk towards the ice. Yes. Dun 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 dun. dun.